Cantina Tan and Tweez is now reopened. After much ado about apparently nothing, we're happy to announce that Tina Tan and Tweez is back open to the general public. Fake news. That's right, we here at Triple T are back in business and better than ever. So get those pasty marble bags off the couch and come get some fresh rage. We're talking to you. Tired of looking in the mirror and seeing a ghost? TTT has two state-of-the-art tanning beds to suit all skin tones and types. With our advanced 1982 burning bulb systems, you'll walk away feeling red and ready to take on those selfies with confidence. You need more Facebook likes. Forget those modern UV filter beds other salons offer. With our special microwave technology, you'll get that painful, dark, rose-colored glow you've always been looking for. Rosy red. Special event? coronavirus party or NASCAR race coming up? Vroom, vroom. Come on in and peel off that first layer of epidermis to achieve maximum stop sign hue. Prom night right around the corner? If you're 15 to 18, don't forget to ask for the Little Chicken Special. You'll get a 37-minute turn in one of our two currently operating tan vans. Parked right on the corner of Lola Avenue and Fairburn Street, these vans are illegal in 49 states. But due to Tina's special relationship with the men of city council, we are happy to bring back this early 80s tanning process. Illegal. Ladies, have some extra pine straw in your flower beds? Fear not, our tweezing specialists are here to save your day or night. You're gonna get laid. With over two weeks of experience, our pube technicians will remove unwanted hair from your naughty bits one by one. The redder, the better. Our tweeze facilities are state-of-the-art with government-approved sterilization after each guest. We only use the best pine saw cleaning products before, during, and after each tweeze. Smells like Christmas. You'll know you're getting the cleanest tweeze available with that unmistakable smell and Tina Tan and Tweeze special burn after each pluck. Feel that burn. Hey guys, don't be shy. It's 2020. We are happy to offer a full range of man potato and happy hole waxing. Chill out and relax in our man cavern. Drink some beer, watch some ESPN, and get your sacks nice and slick. Silky smooth sacks. We are conveniently located in the center of town behind Chicken Palace on the first floor of Dr. D's Podiatry Clinic. We have a coveted two-star rating on Google, are open 24 hours a day except for Tuesdays, and take appointments by phone. Ring, ring. Have an upcoming birthday, anniversary, or wedding and need a place to host your event? Tina Tan and Tweez now offers a full-service event facility in the back of the tweezing room, as well as food catered by Tina's mom, Vera Lee. She's out of jail. Pick from five different entrees, like squirrel pie, raccoon couscous, and Vera's locally famous seven-meat lasagna. Who wants seconds? And don't forget, each event comes with Crab Apple's finest DJ, Funky Fresh Fred. Fresh is a daisy. He'll be spinning all your favorite hits from the 70s, 80s, and more 80s. Hit the dance floor and let loose while Fred spins the soundtrack of the night. Winger, Air Supply, Warrant, and all your favorite couple skate songs will be available on Fred's iPod. Rock and roll, Gucci Coo. You'll have a party for the ages at Tina, Tan, and Tweez. Tina, Tan, and Tweez is legally obligated to disclose we are not allowed to serve food on premises. All catering will be provided inside of Dr. D's podiatry examination room. Due to health department restrictions, all food must be served in a brown paper bag. Tina Tan and Tweez is obligated to announce that we no longer offer the one hand band massage package. We are happy to announce, however, that all massage therapists have been returned to their country of origin unharmed. We had no idea where they came from. So come on down to Tina Tan and Tweez for the grand reopening. Tina, Tan, and Tweeds, we groom you with these exactly where you please.
2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in Internet Epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hotley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... Honestly, this is as far as my commitment goes outside of my marriage. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, Brian Green's got a podcast. I'm going to have to go listen and say it's good, even though it fucking sucks. Oh, shit. This asshole. Wait, I thought he was going to call the police about my microphone. He was offended by my microphone. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what they're, I don't know what law they're breaking, but it's got to be one of them. <laughs> The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. I can barely handle one of them, and I don't know what I'm going to do with two of them. (laughs) It's a game changer. It is a game changer. Everyone says so. So welcome (laughs) back. It's episode number 10. I cannot fucking believe we've made it to 10. I didn't think two. Honestly, this is as far as my commitment goes outside of my marriage. This is the most commitment I've ever had to anything outside of my marriage. And I'm really proud of myself. I just feel like I should give myself a pat on the back because usually I just kind of putts out after a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's not interesting. But this has turned up out to be really fun. And I'm glad that uh, we've stuck with it for 10 episodes. We might not be here at 20, but I'm glad that we're here at 10. So thank you very much, Chrissy Hobie, for sticking with me. And w- absolutely, when you have people listening all around the world, it's, it's a little bit exciting. And so I want to say hello to a couple different countries who have been listening a lot over the last week. Germany, all of a sudden people are listening in Germany. Don't fucking know why. I have to be honest. I have no idea why these people are listening (laughs) from these countries. I don't know where they're getting this information. We run a little ad on a place called Overcast.fm. But I can't. I don't think that 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 traffic, like the international traffic is coming from there. Maybe it is or people are just stumbling upon it. I also want to say hello to my friends in the UK because we have a lot of listeners in the UK. And I want to say hello to one particular special friend in Estonia. I've heard it's beautiful. I looked up pictures on Google and it is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. TCBpodcast.com is where you go to listen to all the episodes, read show notes and find out more about us. Drop us an email and we may respond down the road. I'll explain. People are emailing us uh, and dropping notes in the website, but I'm going to save it for uh, – we'll do that in one show. We'll cull through the bullshit and then we'll just do one show full of emails from people who are listening. And don't think that I'm going to softball it, Chrissy. We're going to hold our feet to the fire and there are people that like us and then there are – people that can go fuck themselves basically so we'll take emails <laughs> from both kinds please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and leave a review it's like a podcast hug two more house cleaning items i'm gonna get a phone line so if you go to our website to the contact us page and you'd like to be on air and you have something interesting to talk about not just i don't want to talk about the podcast if you have like an outside topic to discuss leave us a note with your phone number. We'll tell you when we're recording and we'll invite you to call in and be on air. Also, go to that same Contact Us page. If you leave us your email address, we're going to start doing a newsletter monthly in late July, as well as like behind the show stuff and show notes and all this other stuff. We're going to give anybody who joins that list for the next short period of time, 30, maybe 60 days, 
We're going to give them a free hour of content. Totally. We're going to throw out an extra hour of yes, content we are. just to our listeners in Estonia. <laughs> well, I was going to mention that I think there's an apartment complex on the street called Estonia. Yeah, I don't. It's but not probably Maybe that's not as where beautiful. they're coming from. <laughs> are the rents cheap there is the question. <laughs> rents are falling. Okay. So before we bring on our guest, I got to ask a question. I want to know if you feel this same energy that's going around the city or maybe the country. I don't know. People are fucking mean right now. People are fucking rude. They have a chip on their shoulder. It feels to me like people are really edgy. And I'll explain a couple incidents that happened in one drive uh, just the other day. I'm driving down the street. It's a two-lane street. It's my street. I live on it. It's a two-lane street. There's a yellow double line. It's my street. I live on it. And I'm about a tenth of a mile away, and I can start to see that her car is halfway in the middle of the road. And so I give a little love tap, you know, not the fuck you kind of horn, but the just the bam, bam, like, you know, wake up. We're about wake to be up. in a bad accident as I'm slowing down because I see how just how far off she is. She then corrects herself. The lady is probably 107 fucking years old, and she literally sticks her hand out the window and flicks me off. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, lady. You're 107 years old, and you're flicking me off, and you're the one in the middle of the road. So I was like, okay, let's just chalk it up. You know, it's a tough time and it's coronavirus and, you know, I'm just going to chalk it up to maybe this lady is just having a bad day. Get to the stoplight down the street, my street. It's a four-way stoplight. And so (laughs) my my street. street. And so the cars are dry. You know, we're stopped at the stoplight, me and the people on the opposite road, on the opposite side. And then people are driving, you know, parallel to us. And as soon as that light turns red, an additional six cars go as if there was no stoplight whatsoever, as if rules had just been thrown out the door. Six additional cars went after the red light. And I'm like, usually in Atlanta, you know, yellow means go faster, essentially here in Atlanta. So I can get you get away with one or two, but six additional cars just taking a left right in front of me as my light was green. And the last guy who went right in front of me, I was kind of like looking at the guy. He was staring me down. Like if we had been outside the car, he would have clocked me as if I was doing something wrong because he hadn't paid attention to any of the current laws that are in place here in the city on my fucking Wow, your street. But let me give you the worst of this. This happens in one drive. We're driving in, I'm driving in a neighborhood, my neighborhood, and there's a speed hump. And as I'm going over the speed hump, now, since I have children, I've (laughs) taken my foot off the pedal quite a bit. I'm just kind of- catching air. kind of slowing down to catch an air. No, I don't want to bottom out my car. I slow down to go over the speed bump and there's a guy coming the opposite direction and he slows down. And as we're getting to the speed bump at the exact same time, he stops and puts his hand out his half-drawn window in a stopping motion. And I stop. Of course I do. Something's wrong. He's, you know, I got a small child hanging out the side of my car. I don't know what the fuck's wrong, right? <laughs> Toilet paper on my tire. I don't know. And so as I stop, <laughs> the guy's like, the guy goes, slow down, you fucking asshole. Whoa. And I was like, I'm going 10 fucking miles per hour. <laughs> and this is what this is his exact response. 10 miles per hour too much. And I'm like, exactly. Okay, Newton, do you know how the laws of motion work? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get over the speed hump if I don't keep continuing to go. What is wrong with people? I think that the current environment that we're in, 
I really do think there's going to be a lot of good that comes of this. But I think right now things are fucking tense. Everyone mm-hmm. is tense. Everyone is a chip on their fucking on shoulder. Edge. And Atlanta is usually not like this. I mean, there's a lot of road rage in Atlanta, but we're not usually screaming and yelling at each other over simple instances of bullshit. Are you feeling this or is this just me? Yeah, no, I think everybody's on edge right now. It's it's. I, I've noticed it too, you know, I don't think anybody really knows how to act and what's right. And there's a sense of control that's been lost. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have my own street, so I haven't I, I, <laughs> gone through. I'm lucky enough hardships. to have my own street. This podcast has been so successful. I've been buying streets in Atlanta for the last 10 weeks. Keep it coming. I'm in that Joe Rogan money now. I just want to say, can we all be good people? I think the way that we really get over a lot of this stuff is if we just start being better humans to each other. I'm not off to a great start. Yes. My drive to, you know, six fucking miles was any indication. I'm, it really put me off. It really made me, it made me on edge. It gave me a chip on the shoulder about the people with the chip on the shoulder. All I got to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. We have a guest with us today in our electronic studio because we are still staying away from each other. Rachel McGrath, along with being an incredible friend of uh, Chrissy and I's, for many years is an extremely well-regarded voiceover artist. She is the voice of Moe's Southwest Grill, hundreds of radio stations all around the world, and that includes Y100 Miami, big fucking deal, US 99 in Chicago, big fucking deal, Star 94 in Atlanta, uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Um, you can <laughs> She's hear- She's in Dubai. You, what's that? She's in Dubai. She's in Dubai. Yeah. We're not in Dubai, so- <laughs> She's she's doing us one up on uh, as far as that's concerned. You hear her in the aisles of Walmart. You hear her when you're flipping through Sirius. I have heard her in gas station bathrooms in South fucking Georgia where no one else lives. I swear to God, I welcome my good friend, Rachel McGrath, to the podcast. Rachel, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I got to tell you, I never thought I would end up... In a story about being in a gas station bathroom in that <laughs> particular lie. way. Don't lie. That's not true. No, you know I your name that. is scrawled all across bath- South Georgia bathrooms <laughs> everywhere. I feel like maybe all across the world. Maybe even in Dubai. I don't know. <laughs> uh, here she is on the eve of her releasing her brand new C. Rachel Cook. So now you can see her. She's a beautiful woman. As well as being my friend, she's a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. She's hilarious. I have had an opportunity to take a look at a few of the early episodes that I... Uh, are they released yet, Rachel? Are you... Have you released the YouTube by channel the ta- yet? By the time this comes out, the first episode will be out. So Carbonara. Carbonara. Spaghetti a la Carbonara is my first one. And Yum. that'll already be out. And everyone thinks Spaghetti Carbonara is just this difficult, impossible dish. And really... It's quite simple. You just can't scramble the eggs. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> to me, complicated pasta is mac and cheese, and that's no bullshit. But I watched your video, and you you did honestly make it seem simple. But that's not what I like about the video, because let's be real, I'm not the one cooking around here. What I liked about the video and what's interesting is, is that you engage people with stories about your life. You're really pretty irreverent like us. I think the attitude of the two shows is uh, similar. Maybe you're a little bit more calm, but – and. The food is good to look at and you're good to look at. It's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. It's well, fantastic. Thank you. And that's how I felt about your podcast. This show, when it first came out, there's actually <laughs> there's a, there's a, a mock uh, a mock PSA in Australia. 
and there's all of these actors. So they're like, please, please, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is how prevalent people who shouldn't have podcasts are, who now have podcasts. I'm like, just friends popping up from everywhere, and they're like, I'm a radio host now. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't see that PSA. Yeah, we have to see that PSA. PSA. Yeah, well, but when your podcast came out, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, Brian Greene's got a podcast. Oh, shit, this asshole. It's good, even though... It, even though it fucking sucks. So I get, I start doing my hair and makeup for my show and I press play on the podcast. And from the minute you started speaking, you were amazing. I was like, oh my God. So you, that PSA doesn't apply to you too. Well, listen, I thank, thank you. you. I have to say, of all the compliments that we could have, of all the people who, who have complimented the show and of all the listeners who have sent in, positive feedback. I think I speak for Chrissy when I say this. Yours holds a lot of weight because you have been doing this for a whole shitload of time. And by this, I mean, in the voice industry, in the radio industry. I mean, I know you're not, podcasts are something you probably haven't been too attached to, but we're so excited to have you on the show. And when you complimented the podcast, Listen, I think if you knew, if you thought the show was bad, you'd probably actually tell me, hey, Brian, (laughs) the show is shitty. (laughs) <laughs> she's straight right rachel's straight up she's straight up after a couple of vodkas well, maybe. <laughs> that's like every time we see each other I know. i'm <laughs> drinking one right now uh, oh, uh, hey I'm cheers oh. mazel tov what do they say in estonia yeah. <laughs> i gotta find what? out what cheers is salute. What? Yeah, salute. what language do they speak don't in have any fucking clue they're so close to russia maybe they maybe it's some kind of russian uh i don't know maybe it's polish because they're near poland i'm not really particularly sure but i'll find out that information i'm gonna find out how to say cheers uh, in Estonian, I guess it's called Estonian. Yeah, we'll I'm not just call really it sure. Estonian for now. now. Let me ask you a question. You're a beautiful woman carousing the streets of Atlanta in 2020, and I know that the quarantine has put quite a damper on your yeah your corralling activity. But well, yeah. let me let me ask you: Is it difficult pre pre virus? Is it difficult to be a pretty girl uh, in a pretty single woman in Atlanta? In 2020, because let me let me give you an angle on this. I've been not single for a long time. It's almost been six years now that I've not been single. But when I was single, it was fun. But be honest, it was kind of miserable. And now it's 2020. It's six years later. And with technology and the apps and all this other stuff. Is it fun or is it just kind of fucking miserable? I think in this case, being pretty is and that's you calling me, you know. <laughs> you know, you know you're good looking. I, okay, fine, but you're I, beautiful. I, thank you. I'm saying but that. Th- well, thank you. I love you, but I I would say if we're being honest, when you're attractive and you get on Tinder or you get on Hinge or you get on Bumble, it is like a feeding frenzy. It's yeah. like the boys have gone to the market. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it is just, I mean, for me, if you are an attractive woman or man and you're not taking advantage of these dating apps, you're missing out because even though I have this cool job, I'm a vo- uh, voiceover artist, I work at home in a little whisper room all day long. Yeah, so that's true. I'm not getting out and meeting people, but in my phone, lie. 
<laughs> all of the wrong men, just jobless <laughs> and just <laughs> drug addicted <laughs> men, and I just can't get enough of them. <laughs> I love just it. Waiting. I just love it. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of creepy motherfuckers out there, but I get the sense that you kind of like the creep. Like you need to have a little bit of creep. You want to like a little bit of creeping going on when you get on Bumble or Tinder or, you know, Mumble or whatever the fuck these apps Mumble. are. These are Mumble. Mumble. Whisper. I feel whisper. like whisper. Oh my God. No, whisper is the new ASMR. Uh, whisper. You just whisper. Secret noises. I like whispering angel wine. <laughs> I'm going to eat a Snickers while I take a shit. It's whispering. <laughs> it's so sexy because it's whispering. I'm going to puke popcorn. <laughs> so fucked up. When you get on whisper or whatever these, whatever any of these apps, these apps are, mumble whisper, whatever it is. <laughs> what is the because when I was I was on an app once right and it just went horribly awry went on three dates you know had to, <laughs> went on three dates almost got a restraining order on the first girl it got kicked out of a bar with the second <laughs> girl and the third girl no shit ended up in a tree not too far from Chrissy Hoadley's house <laughs> and the fire department had to come and get her out <laughs> That's, a, it's, that's amazing. It's not a lie. We went out to smoke a cigarette. The next thing I know, she's climbing a tree. She's hammered and she can't get out. In the, the fucking, she's like, a, did you go on a date with a woman or a cat? I, <laughs> oh, the girl, she went to high school with me too, which was the weirdest thing. She was a couple grades older than I was. And I mean, we just hit it off. I thought we hit it off. And then all of a sudden she ends up in the tree. <laughs> She hated you so much that she climbed a tree to get away from your ass. She had to get out of that date. I felt like I was just like loser numero uno as I'm standing there. And the police officer is like, is this your girlfriend? Like, I not yet. We just met on Mumble. Yeah, not yet. We just met on Whisper. (laughs) No, Mumble is the best. I'm now calling every dating app. Tinder, Hinge, whatever it is, is Mumble. It's Bumble, Bumble, yeah. Yeah, but, they're all no. I've had some amazing dates. I've also had dates where I was at this restaurant called Two Urban Licks, and I ended up. It was like a movie. I just pushed my chair back. It screeched, and I was like, I screamed, "Fuck you!" across the table and no. stormed out. <laughs> and then I got there was another Tinder date where the guy was forty five minutes late, and we ended up calling each other fat. And he ended up touching my arms, saying that they jiggled. I ended up grabbing his belly, saying it was a beer belly. And you it was call, false you ad- called each other fat? Yes, and it was false what? advertising on the thing because we hated each other that much. So you know I can be quite Here's my question. polarizing. Like, Here's my question. Hate me grabbed or- his belly? I did you fuck his- him? <laughs> no, I didn't Did you have sex with him? I did not have sex with him. <laughs> now, I will say there's an element to a lot of men, if they seem like they can kill me, I kind of get turned on. Yeah, I did. So, but this one was just mean with no danger. Wow. He you was know? just being an asshole. He was just being, I need, you know, the charisma and the smells like danger. And then I'm like, ooh. Yeah, you and I have talked about this before. There is this, you got to have the stank. You got to have the stank. Like if yeah. you meet someone, if they don't have the stank, and by stank, I mean that pheromone that connects yes. that you, it's not really a smell. It's just a thing that happens and you get close enough to him and you're like, holy shit. I'm attracted. It happened like Astrid and I, we had like, you know, five and a, uh, no, we had five and a half weeks of communication before we ever met each other. 
And my biggest fear walking into that room that night when I met her face to face for the first time was she wasn't going to have that stank. And you and I were actually at a bar the night before that happened. And we were talking about this, uh, Rachel, and we were saying, I remember I, this. yeah, and you were like, what happens if the stank ate there? And I'm like, oh, she goes back to Venezuela. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, she had the stank, and there you go. Do you do you get in the a, best way? In the best yeah, way. Absolute. She's got the best yeah, stank. Yeah, any girl about you've it. ever dated. Amen. Yeah, She's, she does. She wrangled this horse. That's for sure. We met. We met Brian's wife, and we and Chrissy and I looked at each other, and we we just we just wanted to grab on for dear life. Yes. We knew that we this like, woman please. was never going to eat salsa out of a jar and say she was full. <laughs> we knew <laughs> that that not that any of Brian's last girlfriends ever ate salsa, salsa out, out of a jar, a jar and said they were full, but. <laughs> <laughs> she eats a cheeseburger. Eats a cheeseburger, cheese. woman. Yeah. Um, when you, you get a lot of unsolicited dick pics on oh, these applications, I have some that I could pull up. There was one. I we actually made a date to you know, and we were going to go out and whatever. And I knew this guy wasn't my forever guy because I I just was playing, and I'm I'm tr- I'm working on a forever guy. But it's so fun to play with them, especially of the course. younger ones. Oh, they're so fun. So I was, you know, I was going to meet him at a bar. And before we were going to meet at the bar, just all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, like we're not in a conversation, nothing. My phone goes off and there's his penis. Just right there. (laughs) I'll see you in five minutes. I was going to say, just so you know what you're looking for when you meet him at the restaurant. Right? Is this dick going to enter the room first? (laughs) It was maybe the most okay. Get this: it was so mammoth and gargantuan. No, that I canceled the date. <laughs> <laughs> you got he scared. Needed, he ran you he off with his a, dick pic. Yes, he he needed a booth. Wow. A booth. Yeah, he needed an extra chair for that for oh, that yeah. dick. <laughs> because I, mean, I, I I'm I not think, attracted to the porn style. No, I, I think that's for porn only. It looked like it was gonna send me to the hospital. <laughs> what did you say what did you say to get out of it this is what i said i said i'm very sorry and i I don't mean to dig on your confidence or you know (laughs) your cock (laughs) (laughs) it looks very nice for someone else that's what i said i go i'm sure there's women that would be in a line for it i go but this particular one is just not up for that kind of a challenge. You, so you told them the truth. You said, hey, truth. listen, I don't go that deep. No, I <laughs> This ain't I baseball. Said that. Yeah, this ain't baseball. I'm not looking for yeah. the furthest home run. <laughs> I, just, I just need to get a, an infield double. That's all I'm looking for. Even a ground rule. Double. Yeah, ground rule double. That'd be fine. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a bunt to the pitcher, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah but d- if anything else um mumble is really amazing for stories i mean because your friends especially your married friends or you, you know your friends who are in a relationship for a long time they want to know what's going on that's why i'm curious about this and that's why right off the bat i just have to ask because for me um 
there's there's not I don't miss being single. That's not what I miss. I actually quite frankly like the settled nature of where I'm at right now because I had a lot of unsettled years where I just did whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And I that's had to say the that's least. Saying, <laughs> that's saying the least. And you know, there's lots more episodes to come, so we don't need to get into all of it here. But I think of a single attractive woman in 2020. And I think of Rachel, I think of what is Rachel up to? Like, how is she handling this? Because when I've been, I was single for a good part of my adult life and really wilding out never once, not once did I ever send an unsolicited dick pic. Never once. I just never did it. Quite frankly, I don't even think I sent a lot of dick pics at all. And so I'm like, who are these guys who really, they get enough balls in them or enough booze in them or Red Bull or whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Red and Bull. they think it's okay. <laughs> Red Bull gives you dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> wings is so 2000. <laughs> yeah, Wings is so 2000. It's dick pics. All rules are out the window. The, the lady's flicking me off and you get dick pics with your Red Bull. So I'm going to ask you a question. A Pima's pump from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> So let me tell you a story. I was a babysitter. God knows why anybody chose me to babysit their child, but I was a babysitter in the neighborhood um, that I lived in when I was like 12 years old. We took care of some six and seven-year-old boys and just for their parents went out to dinner and we just basically sat in the house, right? But I, uh, like I probably shouldn't have, got curious and started looking through one of the closets in the kitchen, like a pantry closet. And what I was looking for was something to eat, what I found was a three and a half foot black mamba dildo, a penis pump, a bag of weed, and two pornos. That was a Saturday night. So I took some weed and one of the pornos. And you didn't take the penis pump? And I was never asked back to babysit for the child again. However, no one ever asked for their weed or their porno back because I think that would have been an embarrassing conversation with your neighbor. That's a true fucking story, by the way. Do people recognize your voice when they first meet you? Have you ever had that instance? Because you're so... I and The story about the bathroom, I literally was driving down to Amelia Island where we visit often, and we're in South Georgia, really in the middle of fucking nowhere. You can take some back roads that it's just cornfields and that's it. And every once in a blue moon, you'll ride up on a gas station that doesn't even have a credit card swiper outside. Oh, you know which kind I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Right? With the but, banjo. Yeah. That's right. 66. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they have cardboard doors for the bathrooms. I mean, it's just like the flimsiest, nastiest, craziest place you've ever been. But we were there on an afternoon and I texted Rachel right after this happened. They had some... I don't know which radio station it was, but it, it was preaching going on. There was straight up <laughs> preaching going on. And I mean the crazy kind of preaching, right? Fire and brimstone, yelling and Rachel screaming. Loves that. I know. It's, and then there, that's totally there was a every commercial Sunday, I preach, <laughs> I testify. <laughs> there was a commercial break and it was like, You're listening to Randy Rhodes Preacher Hour on 444 <laughs> South Georgia. And I was like, That's fucking Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, are you on 444 South Georgia? And she's like, you know what? I probably am. Well, and if the check cashes, I preach. Hey, listen. Absolutely. If Absolutely. People no. paid me a Girl dime power. here. I'd start telling kitty stories and just putting children to sleep. I swear to God, I would. Um, 
do you putting children to sleep? <laughs> not the same child that you babysat. No, not the same child. No. He's what he's way grown. He's probably already taken his parents' penis pump. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Green, and welcome to the Sleepy Hour podcast. <laughs> let me let me ask you. And I'm I, I'm curious about this because you're everywhere. Walmart, Sirius, many many radio stations. Do you ever go on a date or do you ever, are you ever at a party somewhere and someone says, I recognize your voice or you sound familiar or I think I've heard you or is that something that does all the time, all the time? Yeah. And mostly it's from Star 94 here in Atlanta. Or if you go to another city and I'm I'm on a station there, you say that station and they're like, oh my God, I listen to that station all the time. I knew you sounded familiar. I knew you sounded familiar. It's all the time. And it really is cool. You know, I feel like if I start getting to the point where I don't think it's cool, it's time to pick a different profession. Yeah, because for sure. Because this is beyond my wildest dreams, you know? <laughs> it just gives you a little You kick. worked really hard. Yeah, you thank you. I did very, yeah, and very, very hard. Thank you, Chrissy. You were, Chrissy yeah, I and I worked at Clear, when it was Clear Channel together mm-hmm. back in the day, and Chrissy was this account... That's how we all met. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. And Chrissy was an account executive, and um, my friend Forrest called her cheerleader butt. <laughs> So she would, <laughs> whenever Chrissy would come in my studio for us, would be like, oh, is cheerleader butt here? Did cheerleader butt leave? Because <laughs> Chrissy used to be a cheerleader and she's got this big old booty, you know? <laughs> Never one to mince words, Forrest. He wasn't. I know. <laughs> you have worked hard to get where you're at. Where did you grow up in Chicago, right? In the south suburbs of Chicago in a place yeah, called me too. Homewood. Yeah. Yeah. I was we grew up right down the street from each other. Yeah, right down the street from each other. When did you. Is, And I don't think I've ever asked this question of you. Was radio work or this type of work something you always knew you wanted to do? Or is this something that came later on in life? Did you fall into it? I'm curious. I always knew I was going to be on TV. And then Ah. I went to the Illinois Center for Broadcasting after I kind of cleaned up my act just a little bit, (laughs) if we can say that. Although when I was going to school, I bartended. And on more than one occasion... I woke up on the pool table. And I, <laughs> I was like, it's "Oh my soft. god!" <laughs> it's a soft. It's, felt. It was yes. It was. Fe- I mean, yeah. Felt. And I was fully clothed, but apparently I got tired and I was wasted, and I just went to sleep on the pool table. I was like, I that feel was like, like I, I feel like that's happened three times while we've known each other. Yeah. <laughs> I put you to bed at your own birthday party at nine forty-five. The party started at nine fifteen. <laughs> I then hosted the party and cleaned up. <laughs> I can't deny it. Can't deny it. <laughs> it's okay. We have all been there. You went. You went to high school. Were you? A, were you popular? Were you? A, were you a late bloomer? Were you? Uh, when I went to high school, I had. Uh, so th- we're going to take it in a serious tone, just to help anyone who had a bad childhood. I was um, a nerd. I was a Marilyn Manson freak. And I was picked on relentlessly. Mm. Uh, however, the one thing I had going for me is that in school, I didn't have to try and I got straight A's. Oh, that helps. Yeah. So even though I, I was, that. yeah, even though I was picked on, I was in all honors and I just never studied and I just was good at school. Thank goodness. Yeah. So I liked the teachers and stuff, but I didn't have a good, you know, coming up. So when I went to the Illinois Center for Broadcasting, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be on TV. But this was before smartphones and this was before cameras everywhere. So I had right. never seen my own face on camera. And when I saw it, <laughs> I <laughs> This is how when you're young, you're just so mean to yourself. Of when I saw it, I hated 
the you were like, I, I can't do this for a living. Yep. So I switched over to radio. I was like, I'll just be on the radio. I'll just and be then, famous radio person. Yeah, exactly. And then I just got into radio. And then all of these years, I'm like, I got to be on TV. I got to do TV stuff. Like, I need to be on TV. And it's funny. When I was young, I was on this show called The Jenny Jones Show. Do you know what I remember I- this. Of course oh I do. Oh, my God. Of course I do. So my mom I- watched that religiously. <laughs> I think I've heard this story, but please do tell. Yeah, so I was on this thing called the Hot Bod Squad, which is... <laughs> I'm getting a link to this and putting it on the website. Yeah, and I've looked for the episodes. I cannot find that, but I had my Marilyn Manson. I have no idea who I booked or who I convinced to book me on the show, but I convinced them. They paid me and everything. So I was on no there like way. six or... I was on there like six or seven times. I'm 19. I'm so excited that I get a free hotel room, a limo ride to the... You know, to the studios, I was so excited. And um, the cameraman looked at me and he said, not now, but someday. I'm going to fuck you. No! (laughs) (laughs) He said, someday you're going to be on TV and you're going to be famous. And I was like, oh. And he goes, Yeah, that's a vote of confidence. Yeah. He goes, trust me, I've seen a lot of people. And that always stuck with me. I was like, okay, I got to be on TV. I got to be on TV. So this cooking show for me is everything. It's the way it's really the way in 2020 that you get on. I mean, television is no longer television, right? So either you're going to be on prestige television like Netflix or Amazon or TMC or one of the channels that's going to. But I feel like movie actors are now filling those roles and those prestige television shows. So really, for our generation, podcasting is like radio and YouTube is like television. Um, And I say our generation, I mean, the time that we're living in now. And I think it's a great idea. And I I do think you're a natural in both voice work and in front of the camera from what I've seen, because I don't know, there is a bubbliness to you, but it is very real. It's it's sincere. It's not obnoxious. And it comes through on the camera. And so I think, (laughs) yeah, I think you, I think you're really going to do well. Uh, with the show. Plus you have like, what, like 6,000 Instagram followers are always no. like. <laughs> on, it's so funny. Like I post something on Instagram and this is the, you know, this is what social media does. I'm like, oh, it only got 200 likes. <laughs> and then on Facebook, you know, it's like six, 700. And I'm like, what is wrong <laughs> with so me that I am measuring the, the, the content of my character, the success of my life by likes. Like I have to sometimes pull it back and be Absolutely. like, okay, this is not real. And Chrissy is says it. She's like, yeah, I went on <laughs> Facebook and then I was looking at my ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend and their daughter and their dog's wife's aunt's sister's brother. And it was just, <laughs> I, but, but the point is that I just, the point is that I just got on there to look up somebody's birthday. I was like, is today their birthday? I think it might be Jenny's birthday. I don't know. And I get on there and half an hour later, I'm down some rabbit hole. You go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I stay off. Of it's it. the problem. I think with social media is that it, all of us are guilty of measuring in some small way or large way, ourselves self-worth either in competition with someone else who we see on Facebook and we only see the the extraordinarily wonderful highlights of their life Mm -hmm. not all of the low moments but the highlights they're in Crete on a boat or no of course and I don't post bad things either I don't say you know hey I'm depressed today or you know I found another zit on my nose no and those people who say hey depressed today a zit on my nose I can't get it up no and well those are the Those are the worst, Brian, those are the worst kinds of people. The people who post, oh my God, no, my, 
the people who check into the hospital and oh give my God. no the explanation. I'm like, it's you know what? Worst. Fuck you. You just yeah. checked into the hospital and you didn't. I'm not going to ask you why. And do, I can't even deal with it. I cannot deal with it. Do not <laughs> check into the hospital they, and don't give it. No. But here's the problem. <laughs> and I have one guy on my Facebook specifically who will literally threaten to commit suicide every three weeks. And then the very next morning, he's like, I got a new job. Things are going great for me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you say to him, like, if he's like, I'm on the bridge about to jump and you're like, hey, dude, call the suicide hotline. You, have you ever had to pay a cell phone bill before? Do you know how expensive it is oh, to make those kind of goodness. phone calls? He like he will deny any kind of help that you offer him because all he wants is he wants people to react to get sympathy. Yeah. So part of me is pissed because I'm like, why are you fucking doing this? You really I mean, you're really making me angry pretending to be so desperate and really what you are is desperate for attention. But then the other part of me says it's 2020. And this is what's happening to society is that if yeah. we're not getting attention through these social media platforms, some people are cut off completely from real human interaction, whether because they're weird, they're socially <laughs> anxious, they're, they're ugly weird. ducklings. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> and this guy is strange, but I feel for him in some small way. And I'm always trying to help but there's a small part of me that's kind of smart assy about it too. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's well, like, I'm going to jump off the bridge. And I'm like, you know, did you wear a wetsuit? It's cold. And, <laughs> and of course, of course we want to help people who are having those terrible thoughts, but of course. It, 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 it's a very serious matter to put something like I'm at the hospital or I'm on a bridge. Like you can't be doing that shit. Like, no, you no. if I'm no, no. having those thoughts, I'm certainly not going to post a Facebook right before yeah. I'm getting ready to jump. On God, I a dated bridge. a woman. Honestly, I dated a woman who would do that via text message every 15 seconds. And then you'd be like, what's wrong? Everything. Okay. I'm on my way. And they stop overreacting. And I'd be like, what the, f what? Oh I, you just told me you're committing suicide. You, you stop overreacting. I'd end up at her front door, knocking on the door. And she'd be like, you're going to wake up my roommate. I'm going to wake up your roommate. You're going to be dead in 15 yeah. minutes. You just texted me that you're jumping out of the window and you're pissed about me waking up your roommate. Don't be like that. I, but I, but then there's, again, there's a part of me that feels for this because I know that some people that's the only, it's like a lifeline for them. Mm -hmm. That kind of attention, yeah, attention gives them a heartbeat. Right. And those kind of people, it's a sad Need situation help. that yeah, they're in. They do. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with seeking. I, the, the stigma Absolutely. about no. mental health in this country is just insane. If you need help, go get help. I have a therapist. Yep. I do too. Yeah, me too. And I think everybody does or should at this yeah. point. My therapist. Or should. Along, <laughs> yeah, or should. <laughs> my therapist <laughs> and my practice of meditation has been the single thing that has kept my head squarely on my shoulders, even when it was almost rolling off. Like in, and if it wasn't for those two things and a therapist is not a doctor who tells you you're crazy. It's a person that you go and have a conversation with mm -hmm. an independent auditor mm -hmm. of situations in your life. And oftentimes the answers are right there inside your own head. A good therapist just gets you to the point, right? That's all they do is just get you to the point. Like stop worrying about this small bullshit or put this in perspective. And so I feel for these people on Facebook, but they, but there's help out there and in 2020 there's really no excuse for not going to get it so mm -hmm. instead of spending so much time energy and effort on pay posting your you know where which hospital you're in why don't you just walk into a therapist's office and pay that bill instead yeah. so let me ask you a question rachel you go to this broadcasting school when you 
when when do you start getting some success in the radio? How do you get into the voiceover business? Some people may not even understand what a voiceover artist is. Yeah, actually, and most people. Don't. Why don't you explain? Yeah, why don't well, you explain I a little bit what your job? I worked on the radio. I moved all around the country. I was on air. I was a jock, but. <laughs> I worked at this radio You were a station. jock? Yeah, first I was a jock. Oh, I had I was, no idea. Yeah, and then I was a program director, and I was in rock radio. And I moved to West Virginia to, be, to become a program director, and they told me that, you know, I was going to be able to get all this. <laughs> Nothing Virginia, like West Virginia. I, it was, oh my God, I cried every night for four months. And it was, <laughs> I was just. What is that, a top 500 radio station I, in West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> I was so young. I was like, okay, I'll be there. And like, I was so poor that I couldn't even afford Totino's pizza. I had to get the Kroger brand of Totino's pizza Aww. because I didn't have any money. But you know what? It it was it really really makes me appreciate mm -hmm. everything I have now. Absolutely. So I moved around the country all over, and I finally landed in Atlanta. And um, I would tell anyone who would listen, hey, I want to be a voice girl. Hey, I want to be a voice girl. And I was annoying and I was brash and I just was full of gumption and youth. And it worked. And I would work for free. People would need a project, like let's say a 30-second commercial. Um, you know, maybe you did a, all of my commercials for yes, all of, all my, of Chrissy's commercials. I would sell. Yeah. Yes. And I would if I was a producer too. I still I still am a producer. It's like riding a bike. And I would make demos, remake demos, remake demos. I, I worked so hard until finally I got signed with my agency, Atlas Talent. And then so to speak, I blew up because then, you know, you have sure did. representation and, you know, all of my radio stations, they put food on my table and I love them madly, but it is a ton of work. I work from 830 to six every single day more. You're always on call if you have an emergency. I mean, you... Oh yeah, if something like if something goes wrong in the country, then those are all those radio stations need some tag or they need some line read so that they can put it to the interject it into their time block. Absolutely. So Rachel is the girl that you hear coming in and out of um songs and in commercials and like it's called imaging, right? That's what they call it. In in so many radio stations, how do you handle hundreds of radio stations? <laughs> like are you literally just sitting in front of that microphone all day long going page by page by page? Yes. That is exactly what I'm like. Even today, I wanted lunch, and it's so funny. Like, I run, I, you know, I have some carbonara. I know. I, I was like, <laughs> lunch for me is like my sacred 15 minutes. And this is, I shouldn't be admitting this to you, but my guilty pleasure during lunch was always the young and the restless. No. The bold and the beautiful. <laughs> the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> it's 30 minutes long. Yeah, but it was 15 minutes because I DVR'd it. And so I didn't and watch so you cut out the commercials. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't watch the commercials. So then, now that the apocalypse is happening, they haven't filmed. So now I have no thing to look forward to during lunch. So now I just... The food is like my thing. So today I was like, I was so busy. I was like, I, I don't have time for lunch, but I made time. And I made this roasted beet salad with mm. asparagus and Merlot flavored cheese. I didn't even know there was Merlot flavored cheese what? and hearts of wow. And then I, yeah. And then I drizzled some, um, uh, honey, uh, mustard, but it's not like, it's not like the, the, you know the yellow it's not the hidden tree. valley yeah. kind yeah it's not the hidden valley kind it's like actual <laughs> like grainy mustard with honey and a little bit of shallots and i drizzled that over there and so that's my reprieve during the day but when the stations send me stuff which they do all day long i just do it 
in the order of which it came in. And sometimes if I'm on a roll, like let's say that I have like two stations that play pop music and right. they're waiting. I'm in that pop mood. I'm going to do those two. You know, I'm do not going to do all of the pop stuff because that's the voice that you're in. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do like an AC station, which is adult contemporary, you know, in the middle of the pop. Because one, I'm like, wee, and the other one, I'm more family friendly. <laughs> So I have something to say, Rachel, do you remember this? I, I know that you do. So we were on our way to Chattanooga one time and you really are always on call. Yes, I really am. <laughs> I really am. Because you brought a portable microphone on our trip. <laughs> it's a two hour trip up to Chattanooga from Atlanta. And I will never forget no that we're way. in a gas station. Speaking of gas stations. Yeah. This was not South Georgia. This was North Georgia. We're in a gas station. We're getting gas. And Rachel's like, I got to do this spot real quick. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. How, how do you, how do, you okay. do a spot in a radius? I mean, in a gas station. In your the car, in the car. The car has the oh. best acoustics out of Anything. True story. Yeah, because it's a closed <laughs> yes. environment. That wait, is nutty wait, to be on. You're not a wait. fucking emergency room doctor. I, I know, <laughs> I'm on, so this man who was pumping gas at the, the pump next to us looks at us like we're committing a crime. <laughs> he is like, what is happening? Rachel's got her head behind <laughs> the seat. <laughs> It's like she's stuck in a dick. It was, <laughs> it was so awesome. I, I gotta like, knock out these commercials real quick. I was like, this is what Rachel does. I was like, she's always on call. She's always working. And I love her. I love her for that. But what like, is, we still laugh about the guy that looks we like do. we were he, committing I mean, a crime. Yes. You were, I thought he was gonna call the police on uh, my microphone. He was offended by my microphone. He's like, I don't know what they're I don't know what law they're breaking, but it's no, gotta be one of them. Something. They're up to something. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Mosley, this is Bob over at Bob's Sight and Shine. We got two young ladies with their heads behind the seat. One of them looks like she's sucking a penis. That's a microphone, Bob. <laughs> they may have a penis pump with them, too. I'm not particularly sure what those look like. What, what, would, what did they, what was the first, <laughs> what was the first radio <laughs> <laughs> the first radio gig. What did they pay you? What did you get paid to be on air in West Virginia? 18, Do you remember? $18,500 a year. You can't live on 18000 I. What, this is back in the 90s? Uh, n well, no, it was like 2005. Okay, 2005. You certainly can't live on 18,000. Here's the thing That's about why radio. Be the Kroger brand pizzas. Kroger, I know. I'm just Yes, I would I would count my money and then like go into the Kroger cuz of course I didn't have a bank account so I had all cash. Yeah. Like nobody was going to give me a bank account. <laughs> I didn't have a bank account till last year. <laughs> <laughs> I would count it and then I would text my friend in Chicago and be like, "Okay, I have $28.05 and I have to eat the whole week." And I would have everything planned, like what I was going to get. And, and honestly, I think everyone should have to do that for a year. Yeah. Because yeah. it builds Agreed. character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After mm -hmm. that, you are a stronger person. <laughs> well, I was an executive at Clear Channel. And I got paid about the same amount of money. Just letting you know. <laughs> <Me> <laughs> Cheap <too>. bastards. When, <laughs> so when... Um, when you're on this particular radio station... Here's... I, I think I want to make a point. When you imagine that you're going to go into TV or into movies or something like that. There's a lot of 
prestige that comes with being on television, most television and most movies, if you're an actress, right? The thing about radio that always got me, it's always been my favorite medium. Audio has always been my favorite medium, whether that be music or podcasts or radio or whatever it is. It's what attracted me to go work at Clear Channel also. But when I got there, I realized just how fucking shitty the talent at radio stations is treated. I mean, absolutely like dirt. These guys and girls are on the radio four, five, six, sometimes seven hours a day, multiple stations. Even the big name stars who do the morning shows that are syndicated when they were out of our building, they got treated like absolute horseshit. Now, a few of them deserved it, but others of them didn't deserve it. And there was no pampering whatsoever. If you think that some, like the guys that you listen to or the girls you listen to in the morning, besides Ryan Seacrest, are sitting in some gold-plated studio somewhere being pampered and having coffee and donuts handed to them, you got it all wrong. Radio is a down and dirty, scrubby-dubby business where people are fucking cutthroat and talent gets paid nothing no matter how hard they work. It doesn't really matter. To make it in radio, especially in 2020, is super fucking hard. And it's one of the reasons why I got really turned off by it. I was like, I'm, I, I'm starting so late in life. I will never make it in this business. Not to mention you can't say anything you want to say and you can't do anything you want to do. You are an incredible success story because you have made your own path in the radio business. And now you're making a, comparatively speaking, a shit ton of fucking loot <laughs> to sit there and voice these stations. And you have the time or you're making the time to also follow your dream to be on quote unquote television, which I'm is YouTube. It's television. <laughs> you know that half the television I half the screen time I have right now that that I watch with a especially with a child is on YouTube. I just watch shows on YouTube. That's all I do. I go around and I dick around on YouTube, and so I'm super excited that uh, mm-hmm. that this show is coming out. It's called C Rachel Cook. It's uh, premiering on YouTube today, the day that this episode is released, which is what the seventeenth. Yeah, well, it'll be it'll be out on the 16th, but it'll be by the time the show comes out, it'll be on. And my handle is C Rachel Cook. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on TikTok. TikTok. Uh-huh. Are you gonna give out your bumble? Are you gonna give out your mumble or well, your whisper? Mumble's next. If I reach the big time, I'll be on mumble. <laughs> 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 Rachel, so I feel like 49 minutes is just not even like scratching the surface of what we can talk about. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to have you on this month. So back in uh, June to share more information and just like, let's just wrap and have fun. Is that okay with you? That would be great. Just seeing you guys makes me so happy. And you know, yeah, it's just like, we're just shooting the shit. Like maybe, maybe next time I'll be drunk or something like that. Maybe hey, listen, that. we don't, yeah, we don't care. And it, you know, if you're too drunk, we just edit you out or mute you. So don't worry. I'll make you sound good. Brian's done that to me a million times. I, I, there's been a couple of t- listen, I, you have never been that drunk, but there's been a couple of mutes. I've done a couple of mutes. Cause I'm like, yeah, Chrissy probably doesn't want to hear that back. It's not for my sake. It's for yours. A couple of times it was quite funny. And I was like, she's going to regret that. She said that tcbpodcast.com is where you go to find out all the show notes. You can listen to all the episodes of Remember to drop to go to the contact form, drop your email address if you want to be on the monthly newsletter. And it's possible that, and let me give you an example of what we might share on that monthly newsletter or share with that monthly newsletter, is additional conversation with people like Rachel McGrath, extra bits that we don't air or we have yet aired. 
Uh, and maybe just like an episode where Chrissy and I just get on and then randomly on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, we might send that to you. So go to tcbpodcast.com. Leave us your email address. Make sure you send in your questions, your comments, or your reviews. Subscribe. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. It's like a podcast hug. Rachel, I love you. Thank you for joining us. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, Rachel. Totally. I love you. Hi, Brian. I love you. We'll talk to you next week on The Commercial Break. Okay. Bye. Email us at thecommercialbee at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.